join books. We're not talking about books. <laughs> Unless those books are helping us to strengthen and unify the body of Christ. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the In Hope Podcast. This is your host, Preach. We'll be addressing different topics to help strengthen and unify the body of Christ. And today, we are actually going to be addressing what does that mean? Again, just getting early into these episodes, laying some groundwork, we are going to address what do we mean by strengthening the body of Christ? And what do we mean by unifying the body of Christ? And uh, with me today, as I was saying, we, we, uh, I have my better half with me, my, my love, my, the mother of my children, my baby mama, um, and my sugar tush, Christina. Um, go ahead and say hi, babe. Hello. She's embarrassed. Um, <laughs> so make sure you're speaking up so that they can hear you. But let's uh, go ahead and address these topics. I know we've had some conversations about this before. So this is going to kind of be like a little quiz. We're going to see how well my wife has been listening to me. Um, And we're also going to see uh, how well, I guess you could say how well I've been leading my wife. And so let's, let's talk a little bit about what does it mean to strengthen the body of Christ. What comes to your mind when you think of strengthening the body of Christ? Oh, she has notes. This is not fair. I don't have notes on this. I'm going to things in my phone that are, it's for other reasons. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what, what you got there? I feel so on the spot right now. <laughs> this is, this is absolutely on the spot. To be fair, he did not tell me at all nope. what we would be talking about. This this is raw. <laughs> what was the question? Oh, man. She's really nervous. I am. What comes to your mind when we say strengthen the body of Christ? What does that mean to you? I think right now we can see often culturally this desire i guess to build something original some um people are looking for their niche niche whatever (laughs) um and so we don't want to recreate the wheel and i think in desiring to do that it can become exclusive and often become dividing um not necessarily in a in a negative way or an intentionally negative way but more like this is this is our thing. And um, I think that within ministry, you'll have churches that are different parts of the body, right? Because the body of Christ is the people. And so you'll have churches that, you know, these these people might like outreach is their thing. Like that's what the, the church is known for. That can become divisive when we're refusing to work together, and remembering that, you know, you may be hands, but that church down the street are the feet that you need or mm-hmm. whatever. So I feel like in strengthening and unifying the body of Christ, it's working together, but not because we're trying to say, you know, you you can't have your thing or you have to um, become one church and, and you can't ever do things separate. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, we should be working together and never viewing each other as competition, mm. not within the body of Christ. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and that's interesting that you bring up, you know, churches kind of having their niches, right? They're, 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 they're different niche. Uh, would you say churches having a niche here and there that that helps to strengthen the church overall? Or would you say, you know, congregations should be well-rounded uh, to where it's not you have these specific niches, but we all equally contribute to different things because you you for example mentioned you know outreach um and then maybe a another church is you know very strong in worship or something like that what 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 do you think about that i mean i think there are certain things that a a church as an organization Mm -hmm. kind of needs to make sure that it's addressing as a whole however it looks whether you're a home church and you're just making sure that your church understands what it means to engage in worship Mm -hmm. uh, corporately yeah um versus you know if you are a large ministry and you are still finding ways to engage a large crowd in worship corporately without Mm -hmm. a disconnect being there yeah um so I feel like if I feel like that worship can't be your only thing. Okay. You know, you you if you have a large ministry or a small one, you have to make sure that you are effectively discipling the people that are or the 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 people that God has entrusted into the care of that pastor. Yeah. And the the staff that that pastor is working with if it's a larger ministry or just, you know, even if it's all volunteers. Um, especially in the smaller ministries. And so I just feel like whatever it is, whoever you're working with, whoever your leadership looks like, yeah. or whatever your leadership looks like, um, there's there's just things that all around they should be addressing. But if a church is like our bread and butter, like this is what we know we do well and what we put a lot of investment into, mm-hmm. and it ends up being something like we put a lot of investment into um, – our youth ministry. It's what our church is known for. I don't think that that's a bad thing if you have that. So long as it doesn't mean, oh, but we don't, you know, we don't really care about kids. Yeah. You know, or (laughs) we don't, no, we don't worship here. Like Uh that, you know what I'm saying? Like there are certain things that I feel like should be addressed, but that, that may look different in Mm -hmm. one church than another. And you might see more investment or more priority given to something. Um, And then the church collectively might be drawing people who are better in an area, might draw a lot of people who are prone to uh, be gifted in outreach and evangelism. And so the church may be known for that, um, while others might be more gifted in, like, the smaller scale, more intimate discipleship yeah. meetings, um, w- while another church might be known for its small groups and helping get people connected um, in a more intimate way exactly. while they're in yeah, a larger yeah. establishment. And then you may have others that are um, more gifted in connecting with the community. Okay. Um, and I feel like if all of these churches that we're describing, these hypothetical churches, exactly. e- existed in one area how beautiful would that be to know like these you're seeing the hands and feet 
and heart and mind and mm-hmm. all the different body parts of God working together to serve the community and the people of God. Yeah. If they're working together. Yeah. Because especially they're working if, together. Yeah. So, you know, um, if, if you have a church that's great at outreach and your church knows of a need, not saying they're like, well, that's that church's job. But if they're like, <laughs> hey, let's come together and maybe get advice on mm. how we could do that and saying, you know, I know that your church is known for this. We have this need. Um, can we, can you kind of walk us through how, yeah. how do you guys approach this? You seem to do it so well. And, you know, I, I, even if that church was like, hey, let's collab, yeah, you know, yeah. that that sounds like a need in our community as a whole. Let's collaborate. Uh-huh. And it, it's not, it doesn't become about whose church's name is on it, although I don't see why both couldn't be. But that not being the point, but yeah. that it being this is God's church, we're his people, we mm-hmm. see a need, we fill a need. Exactly. And it not being about, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know. Whose name is on it, yeah. who gets the... Their, their reputation, who gets the people. Like it's God's that, reputation. Yeah. It's his people. Uh-huh. Who, if, if somebody gets saved and starts going to church, what church do they go to? Um, but just the fact that they're going to church. Uh, and so, I mean, that kind of touches on if I were to give a strict, concise definition of what is meant by strengthening the body and and hope it would be strengthening our ability or excelling our ability to disciple a church is as strong as its ability to fulfill the great commission how well is it fulfilling the great commission um and that's the church overall so when we're talking about strengthening the body of christ we're saying increasing our ability to fulfill the great commission And I think that's important because sometimes we can get really passionate about certain things, um, which aren't bad things, but we always need to keep it in line and in view with, is pushing this thing helping us fulfill the Great Commission? Or is it fulfilling a kind of a side concern and need? Is it hindering us in fulfilling the Great Commission by addressing and focusing on this thing so much again that comes back to can we put aside pride can we put aside this concern for reputation and different things in order to say yeah we are going to get advice we are going to collaborate because even if by collaboration we don't get nearly as many individuals coming to our church our specific local congregation uh, that would have, if only our name was on it, then what about how many would come, you know, overall to a church period, to the church period? Um, so, and in that, that means, you know, more of a chance for that discipleship and fulfilling the Great Commission. So, that, that's really what it comes back to for me is strengthening the body of Christ means increasing our ability, strengthening our ability to fulfill the Great Commission. So I guess the second half of that, and you've touched on some of this, I, I think we've both been touching on it, is what do we mean by unify? Well, I want to back up a little bit because I, 
I brought these notes out not because you told me what we were going to talk about, but I wrote them a long time ago Mm -hmm. for something else that was related to this topic. And I remembered it as you were first starting and trying to say what we would be talking about today. And I had written some scriptures down on how I've seen strength reflected in scripture. Okay. So in the Bible, in John 3.30, we're... You know, John the Baptist is saying, he must increase and I must decrease. Mm. Um, And then 2 Corinthians 4, 7 talks about great power is from God, not from ourselves. Yeah. And then 2 Corinthians 12, 10, when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm -hmm. I'm not quoting these passages in full. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we get you. But... The reason that I bring those up is because you start to see a pattern within yeah. scripture that strength in scripture reflects intense humility. Yeah. And so I feel like in, in starting to talk about unity, I feel like when you're approaching unity, it has to be with the understanding mm. that strength is with intense humility. Yes. It is that yes. die to self. It is yeah. that... Um, putting God first Come on. and not the, uh, how do I build myself up, which can be a struggle because yeah. as a church, you are trying to put something out there that is marketable. That yeah. is, um, if you're talking about the organization yeah. and not just the church as a whole, do you get what yeah. I'm saying? No. Yeah. And I mean, and especially as, as church leadership, you are trying to, you are trying to lead a viable organization and a viable organization means that you are, you know, showing fruit of your labor, which comes back to, are we getting more people? You know, are we? And so you have to have metrics of how are you being successful? And when it comes to churches, those metrics tend to fall into the line of, you know, how many people are attending, how many people are being baptized. How, how are people giving? Because those are things that you can count. Those are more easily countable. You're trying to make your organization last and grow. That means you need more people. You need to see that type of growth. So it's, it's interesting because with that intense humility, being intentionally humble, what you're doing, honestly, is there's other scriptures where it reflects talks about us being humble and God raising us up. And we're really putting the growth back in God's hands. Yes. I mean, you're really relying on God to elevate the humble um, when it comes to that, because you're not elevating or promoting yourself. Um, In some instances, it may even seem like you are doing things that are counterproductive. <laughs> um, but Jesus did a lot of things that were counterproductive. Um, the disciples... Some people would say were... Yeah. Obviously, he was not actually... Yeah, exactly. He was not actually... He's been countercultural. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, you see that, especially that first quote you brought up with John, right? John says, I must decrease and he must increase. How counterproductive, how countercultural... Um, but that's exactly what he was supposed to be doing. That was him fulfilling his mission. And in doing so, there was no better way for him to be productive. That, that was the greatest production at that time, because that's exactly what he was meant to be doing. Um, and because of that, 
the kingdom of God grew. Can you imagine the hurt and the harm that would have came if all of a sudden Jesus and John had a falling out and they were getting in competition and he was trying to get people to come to his baptisms rather than Jesus's baptisms? <laughs> oh. Well, and I think even in, in saying that, I just feel like that intense humility causes a kingdom focus and a kingdom focus is unity. Absolutely. The, I mean, that's the goal, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. To embrace and build up the body of Christ yeah. it is kingdom focused. Mm. Um, I was just listening to something on the radio today. I want to say it was Brant Hansen. Could okay. be wrong. Um, Shout out to but, Brant. But he was talking about this a video that you could go look for. And I think it was like the gospel of the kingdom. And I haven't looked for lo- looked at it yet. Okay. Uh, my daughter and I wanted to look at it later yeah, yeah. today. But in that video, they were talking about how Jesus talked the most about the kingdom of God. Yes, absolutely. And so I'm like, if if we're constantly as um, as our like as a, as a individual organization, if we're constantly talking mostly about ourselves. Mm. Can we honestly say we're being kingdom focused or are we being us focused? Yeah. Our organization, our ministry. And that's, I don't, I don't yeah, want to. And it's to, part of the kingdom. Right. right? I is, don't want to disconnect the, the fact that, 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 that our pastors who, whether small or large, that, that the people they're serving, there does need to be a focus there. Yeah. It's a balance, right? Like these are Divine God's balance. people. Yeah. It's, um, also, I mean, they do need to consider, especially if they're large, that they have livelihoods that depend mm-hmm. on this and and things like that. They need to take care of their people. The, yeah. All of that needs to be taken into consideration. I yeah. don't want to knock churches for, um, you know, it's not like it's a bad thing to have a logo or to... No. Um, to grow like th- those yeah, are not absolutely. those are not bad things they're yeah, yeah. they're beautiful but just taking that step back and saying like are we kingdom focused mm-hmm. how i mean there are large organizations that we know of yeah. that do collaborate with their local ch- exactly. churches that do check the needs of the community together exactly that it's almost like a council of churches uh-huh. that are like what are the community needs do we know them how can we help each other yeah that exactly. send their resources out to churches that are mm-hmm. smaller to help them build so i just feel like that that you take that step back with your organization within your organization or um even if it's if if it's not necessarily a church but a ministry of some sort whatever the case may be and ask are we kingdom focused yeah what does that mean to be kingdom focused and then consider that intense humility that scripture is talking about are we placing god at the forefront who's making the decisions here who how is this being sought out Mm -hmm. um where's the accountability for that yeah. That kingdom mindset is huge. Uh, that is definitely what we mean when we're talking about unity. It's looking beyond just our own organization. Um, it's looking beyond even, you know, our own denomination um, and really taking into account uh, the kingdom of God and the church as a whole within your community and how is that viewed? How can we help strengthen that? How do we um, collaborate and stay in connection with that? Um, and the word that really comes to mind, if I were to put the concise definition again on unity, 
it really comes back to recognizing the church as one. Like scripture says, you know, when one hurts, we all hurt. When one celebrates, we should all rejoice. It's that idea that when, you know, the church down the street wins, our church wins. Uh, and when they lose and when they hurt, we hurt. That happens through building relationship, building connection. That doesn't just happen. It has to be intentional. Um, I think that's a big thing. When when something is one, there are strong. There's a strong connection there, where you can't get away with being disconnected. Being disconnected literally means something is dying. It means that you know some it's bleeding out. It means that that part that is disconnected may not ever be able to regain feeling and connection with the rest of the body like it's meant to. And uh, we need to be intentional in knowing that we're one. We need to be connected. We need to know what's going on in each other's lives. We need to know what's going on in each other's organizations. We we need to be able to to know, you know, that that church really does excel in youth ministry or they have these different things going on. They're really good at the discovery Bible study method. They're they're really good at, you know, at this um, function or that function and being able to communicate about those things with one another and reach out to each other about those things, because that's what a body does. It helps to support one another by staying connected. So I would say that's <clears throat> That is the big thing. Strengthening the body of Christ means increasing, strengthening our ability to disciple. Being one uh, is what we mean when we're talking about unity. It's being in, intentionally in connection with one another, recognizing that you know we win, we lose together, um, and that we are seen a lot of times in the community. Um, we are seen by heaven above as the church of whatever city you're in or whatever community you're in rather than just specific organizations. Any, any final words there? Final no. thoughts? No. I think no. <laughs> Do I sound crazy? No. No. Okay. Just want to make sure. All right. Um, well, that is what we mean. Um, and so as we continue in on this podcast and you're hearing interviews from different people, again, always trying to get other lovely voices like my wife's on um, with with me because I can't stand the sound of my own voice. And I don't expect you to either. Um, I just feel like it's a little more enjoyable when there's more than one voice. So we'll, we'll always try to do that. Who knows? If I do one by myself, I'll try to keep it real short um, just so I don't torture you. But I think that that is it for this episode and look forward to the next one. I've already got a, a few interviews lined up and uh, looking forward to sharing those with you guys where we'll be uh, addressing some other topics to help strengthen and unify the body of Christ. Have a good one.